Hi, I'm Maddie Hockaday, also known as the Anne of this relationship. And I'm Holly, the Leslie. We love Parks and Rec. We love behind the scenes. And we love each other. This is literally the best Parks and Recreation rewatch show. We're your park pals. There's a park and some pals and there's also therapy too. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Welcome to a very, 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 very special and exciting version of our podcast today. I can't. Park Pals. Believe it. Okay, so today we are taking a bit of a a break from reviewing our normal episode, and we are going to be sharing with you an interview that we did with Sir Vincent Leslie Jones, who I didn't actually ask him if he likes the Leslie, but he uh, has that on his socials and on his uh, website. So anyway, um, we talked to Vincent Jones, who uh, did the theme song with Gabby Marino, and he was so nice and gracious with his time. We are so mm-hmm. beyond honored to have been able to talk to him. And he was like so into it. And I'm so excited for everyone to hear it. We had a he had a lot of great things to share and a lot of insight. So if you kind of want to know how the music industry side of TV and film works they, there's there's quite a few great nuggets in there for this so yeah absolutely I was really also happy because he said he's going to start listening to the podcast and he mm-hmm. also uh, found it on uh, Apple Podcasts so that's it's so exciting for us we have a new fan <laughs> and it's he seemed so um um what was I gonna say uh humble because when I said yeah. that we were huge fans he was like oh you mean of the show like Parks and Rec and I was like no you no, you <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, well we already said it but thank you so much Vincent for being on the show we are so so excited I can't even express how happy we are about it yeah it's a great time, and hopefully you guys enjoy listening and getting to hear some of what he has to share about his experience overall, but also with Parks and Rec. Yeah, absolutely. So please enjoy Vincent Jones. There's a park and some pals, and there's also therapy, too. Thank you so much for being here. We really, really, really appreciate it. This yeah. is like you are our first guest, so thank you for being. Oh, really? Yay! Yes. But also, we have been doing this for a while now. I'm not going to bore you with the details, but we are such huge fans. Let me just make that a very of Parks and Recreation. <laughs> yes. And you, sir. And you. Oh, that's nice. Thank you. <laughs> it's um, it was like a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Parks and Recreation. <laughs> I know. Well, and it's like the office, though, where it's on all these streaming services now. So literally everyone from every generation is coming into it. So like new almost, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, you know, it was funny. I I was like, because I haven't watched it for years and years Mm -hmm. and years. And um, yesterday I was thinking, you know, I should watch an episode and just, you know, I was thinking about them. And then it was like, I couldn't like on the streaming platforms I already have signed up for. It wasn't on any of them. It's not on Netflix. It's not on who. So it's gone to Peacock, I guess. Right. Yes. yes. So now it's, it, and guess what? It was free. It was free for the first three seasons and they've made it. So you've got to pay now. Cause they know they've cut on, they know we're watching it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, the creative people got to get paid, I guess. But I yeah. just, so I was going to do it and then I just didn't have the wherewithal to go through signing up for yet another thing, yeah. but I'll, I'll get to it. So no, it's totally okay. <laughs> no, I, I bought all the DVDs cause you know, I'm a super fan, but also you did? They still make <laughs> DVDs. I know. Right. right? I, had to, 
I had to get an external drive to hook it up because I don't have one in my TV. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, Wait, so are you in California right now? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. awesome. Where I how's, live. how's it yeah. going over there? I mean, it's California. The it's, same? You know, it's, yeah. It's just, you know, sunny day every day, mm-hmm. pretty much. Um, Whereabouts in LA did you, or are you? Because I lived there for four years and I missed oh, it Oh, you did? Well, day. I'm in the, I'm, I'm where, you know, the proletariat musicians <laughs> end up, which is in, you know, the Valley. Yeah. Sherman, Sherman Oaks. Okay, cool. I like Sherman Oaks. Oh, you do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's nice. <laughs> I mean, you know, like I'm from the Northwest. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm, okay. from Van- I'm from Vancouver. Right. Right. And my wife, and my wife's from Seattle. So, you know, I mean, that is what you could, you know, to me, that's, I mean, California has lots of beautiful things, but the Northwest is a whole different vibe altogether. Oh my gosh. Yeah. For I mean, sure. it's a rainforest, you know? <laughs> I was born in Portland, Oregon. Oh, you were? Yes, and I have a lot of family there. So oh, I feel nice. That. Well, I, I won't hold that against you. <laughs> <laughs> I have friends in Portland, too. I Actually, we just drove back from Seattle a few months ago through Portland and through, like, the mm-hmm. worst ice storm I've ever seen in my life. Oh, geez. It's, like, terrifying. You know, coming down the five, and as you go into Portland, you know, you got all those huge bridges to go across. Mm-hmm. And we were trying to beat the snow out of Seattle because there was a big snowstorm. This was around... When was the last holiday? It was just like about a month ago or two months ago. Was there a holiday recently? I'm so bad. Christmas? No, it wasn't Christmas. It was definitely after Christmas. It was in... in Valentine's Day? February. St. Patrick's Day? God, I don't know when it was. Somewhere around then. It was like about a month ago, a month and a half ago. Anyways. Yeah. We're trying to beat the snow. And, you know, we finally were coming into Portland. And, oh, my God. Like, just the freeways are just covered in snow. There's no plows because they can't keep up. Mm. It's terrifying. Did you have a decent car to get through it or not so much? We have a good car, but we were taught, you know, we're kind of outdoorsy sort of people in some ways. So we had a trailer. Oh, we actually, we took our travel trailer with us because, um, you know, we are, our family's there Uh and our parents are, you know, in their seventies and we didn't, if, if we stayed anywhere, we'd have to quarantine. Gotcha. So we didn't want to do that. So we took mm-hmm. our trailer so we could just be completely self-contained. Yeah. Oh, good. So we ended up, yeah. So we ended up bringing it back, which was insane. And then we wanted to go through, I'd never driven through the, um, the Redwood forest. We wanted to take oh, the wow. coast. So by the time we got down and we were cutting over to the coast, when we woke up, the, the freeway had been washed away and the 101 was closed. <gasps> so we had to turn around and go and go back the other way. It was crazy. Wow. Oh my gosh. Yeah. What a mess that you went through. <laughs> it was it was something. So when we were, I was doing my research on Parks and Rec in general. Uh, theme the theme song of Parks and Rec is much like The Office in the sense where it's one of the most recognizable ones that there ever was in all the land. I feel, and oh, thank so you. yeah, I'm serious. And it's so, much like The Office, only way better. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> you I mean, it. look, you I'm you kidding. said it. You said it. <laughs> <laughs> But really, I, when I was doing the research, I really just wanted to kind of know, like, I wanted to hear the story of how you kind of came to be involved with it and maybe who oh. reached out and like how what your inspiration was and that kind of good stuff. So anything you remember, any memories, we're all ears. So, um, you know, when I moved, how far back do you want me to go? Oh, my gosh. As far back as this isn't want. about me. This is about the theme. Let me remind let me remind myself. No, look. We no, are no. interviewing Anything. you. We want to so, hear everything. <laughs> you know, when I moved to, I, I came to Los Angeles, you know, like I said, I'm from Vancouver. 
And, you know, I was in a band when I was young. You want me to go that far back? Sure. Well, are you talking about Grapes of Wrath or are you talking about a different yeah. one? No, that one. Okay, you guys cool. know Look about you, that? Holly. <laughs> I did. <laughs> you did your research. Well, I mean, I've obviously I've heard of Grapes of Wrath, but I wasn't like a mm-hmm. super mega listener. No offense. Well, no, so because, sorry, well, but I, I mean, actually really was, love it. You probably weren't even born when we that's, made our first record. Okay, that's real. Okay. I mean, it you. was the late. I mean, it was the late eighties, <laughs> right? Okay, and yeah. we were sort yeah. of a Beatlesy folk rock band. Um, but when that group en- ended, I'll just cut to that. You know, I I sort of. Um, we made our last record with this producer, John Leckie, and we worked mm-hmm. at Abbey Road and he was like a real inspiration to me. And so I want, I just wanted to produce. So, you know, I was producing and engineering stuff and I was partners with um, network who were our label at the time. I had a small stake in their recording studio. And anyways, I moved to Los Angeles to continue doing that. Mm-hmm. And when I came to Los Angeles, I ended up working with other producers and early on a, uh, a dear friend who sadly and tragically passed away, John O'Brien, who was just so talented. I remember meeting him on a session and he was like, what are you doing here? Like doing this engineering and stuff. He's like, you should be writing, Mm. you know, you should, you should get into like composing and writing and stuff. And, and at that time I just didn't want to hear it. All I wanted to do was still make records. There was a record business. So it took many, many years. And finally years later, um, I had a friend, Victor Indrizzo, who is a amazing, talented guy and uh, a session drummer. Mm-hmm. And I was in a band with Dave Gahan, Dave Gahan from Depeche Mode's first band, mm, right? Paper nice. Monsters band. Yeah. So I was in a band with Dave, Victor, another dear friend, Martin Lenoble, great bass player, who I've also comp- did a series with, a couple of, couple of series, and another guy, Knox Chandler. And anyways, Victor called me up and said, I have a friend, Gabby Marino, and somehow she has, she had a manager and she has been asked to pitch. There's an open pitch for a show mm-hmm. and we didn't know what the show was call, called. And he was like, you would be perfect for it. You should get together with, you should get together with Gabby and do it. Yeah. Um, and so at that time I was, um, I must've been in between places because I was staying at another friend, Jason Orm, who I played in Alanis's band with. Okay. Um, the guitarist. Love. So I was, I was literally crashing on his couch in his apartment for like the weekend. Gabby came over with her, was her boyfriend there? Maybe not. Anyways, Gabby, <laughs> Gabby came over with her acoustic guitar and I had set up like a laptop and a keyboard. Uh-huh. And that was it. We just kind of met and she had a pitch um basically we had a rough cut of an open title mm-hmm. and with nothing so it was just um i can't even remember i don't even think any of the actors were in it if mm-hmm. i remember wow. it was just the cuts of you know the cuts of the park and right you know i, I can't even remember I, I haven't seen the main title for so long but it gave you the feeling of it and i remember watching it with her and i just and okay and then so abby had the first eight bars somebody okay. always has to have a start so she was playing her guitar and she had the up you know she was just humming bub 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 and that was what she had okay and so um i guess my my first go to was I, I remember you know getting the keyboard open and just start programming and i was just thinking about you know a parade in a park and you know and so that's you know so the the drum started first 
so that sort of got it going. And we had those eight bars. And then I started playing with some pluck strings. Yeah. And then it was like, you know, it needed to be longer. Sure. So, um, you know, it just developed, you know, uh, like it modulated, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. made the movements through some keys from major to minor and we just extended it and extended it. And, um, and then once it was done, you know, I think we added, we added a few elements while we were there together. Like, mm-hmm. I think I added like, it, cause it was all programmed. Got it. I added like, you know, the, the poppy bass, you know, it's, it's like slap bass. Right. Mm. You know, a slap bass sample. So just the cheekiest, silliest things. Right. Well, you no, know, that's mel- what I was going to ask about because I've looked at a couple of your other stuff that you've done, like scoring wise, and it's very plucky and very like, oh, also, oh. side note, I don't know if you know this, but the uh, subtitles in the Parks and Rec theme song says triumphant. <laughs> Oh, really? Yeah, and I don't know where they got that from, but that's, that's hilarious. I guess the Caption Max people were like, yo, this sounds triumphant. So we're going to. That's hilarious. But that's exactly what it is. And so I was like, going to ask you because in the. Um, is it, I think it's in Grownish where there was like, it seems almost like a Mediterranean plucky vibe going on. Oh, yeah. And so I was kind of wondering if that inspiration is kind of just how you write normally or is that something that you saw from the theme like the video theme and we're like this is cheeky you know what I mean yeah no that's I don't think it's it's not what I would do normally I don't okay. I mean you know I think um I mean it's hard to to say what I would do I mean I definitely I mean I work on a lot of comedy and I definitely probably have a mind even if I'm doing sessions for people I try and and I think a lot of good people do. I try and think outside the box somehow. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so when we did that, I mean, how long ago was it now? Was it, has it been 10 years? It was 2009. So a little over. So, so that was quite a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if there was a lot of that pluck string sound happening at that time. I don't, I honestly don't know. That's true. No, I don't think, I don't think so. Well, especially in theme songs. I feel like yeah, not, I don't think so. I think yeah, it not was as just percussive. Real- no, I just think it was really cheeky and really quirky and it just really seemed to suit, you know, and, and like, it was honestly, you know, I don't think either of us, you'd have to ask Gabby, but I don't think either of us felt any pressure. I mean, yeah. we had literally just met, we spent a few <laughs> hours together. It was like, you know, whatever. And it just, you know, you know, you're just watching the cuts and you're trying to get the tempo right. And then mm-hmm. it's just, I just find like if you have to force things too much, you know, it's not working and it just mm-hmm. sort of all fell together. That is so wild. I can't get over that. You like didn't really know Gabby and you just kind of, yeah. I don't think we'd ever met until that day. Wow. 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 And, wow. And yeah, it was crazy. And, and, and like I said, I wasn't even in my part. I was in J I was in, you know, Jason's apartment, um, sleeping on his couch because <laughs> I was in between places. And the reason I was in between places, I was getting divorced. Oh wow! Okay, mm-hmm. top okay. it all off. Yeah. So you wrote a triumphant cheer, cheery yeah. song in the midst of all that. Good <laughs> and, for you. And, and you know what? I actually remember thinking, like, I remember the day coming up, and in some ways, just kind of dreading it because I it just, you know, everything was just so heavy. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> it was a snowball. It was yeah. crazy. Whoa. But anyway, so, so, so we write the, we write the, so then, you know, and that's not the end of it at all, you know, so we do it together and um, we must've done a rough mix at that time. I can't remember, or maybe Gabby left and I finished up the rough mix because, 
you know, when you do writing sessions with people, they have people, you know, everybody is not there all the time. It's right. like, you know, you kind of do your bit and it's like, you know, and once, once I, I honestly can't remember, she might've been, she might not have been, it doesn't matter because we just bounced it out and, and that was that. And it got sent in. And then, um, you know, there was like 150 something submissions. Yeah. Wow. Like I found this out after the time. Cause I had, I had never really worked on a series or done anything like that. I'd, I'd written some music for some shorts and independent stuff, but I'd never considered doing TV stuff. So it was all new to me. Mm. So I didn't know what it meant really. Um, so um, it's just so naive and not paying attention. And so I got a call. I was flying back from Vancouver. I was at the airport. I don't know where I might've been coming back to LA from Vancouver anyways. Um, and I get this call and it was like, you know, you know, congratulations, you know, your, your theme is, you know, it, it wasn't Greg Daniels. It was, um, I think it was, was it Howard Shore? Mike Shore? I can't remember. Michael Shore and Greg Daniels were the two creators. It was Michael Shore. I'm pretty sure it was Michael Shore. Yeah. You know, congratulations. You know, we've chosen your theme. I'm like, wow, (laughs) that's amazing. Kind of, I hadn't even thought about it, but I didn't even then really know what it meant. Like I didn't realize what a big deal getting a network theme song was because I'd never really thought about it. That's probably the best scenario, though. You know what I mean? Like, there's no stakes involved. (laughs) Oh, now, of course, I know how difficult it is. Totally. Well, I was going to ask you, so after Parks and Rec, um, did you, like, do you submit to get to these other places? Or do people know you from their name, from your name? Well, you know, it's it's not, yeah, I mean, you know, you hopefully somebody will ask. I mean, I, I mean, I've never had somebody say, hey, you did the Parks and Recreation thing. We want you to do our thing. I've, really? I've never had that. No. Uh-uh. Okay. Actually, okay. I think I might have had it once, but I was not checking my emails on my website for like a couple of years. Okay. And so I responded two years too late. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> I never oh heard gosh. from the person again. Uh, oh, well. Wow. <laughs> Missed it. <laughs> I'm so bad. So That's so, I, I mean, I mean, obviously I have such tunnel vision for Parks and Rec, but I would think that, you know, someone would hear that and be like, oh, that's so cool. Well, especially, uh, have you kept in touch with Michael Schur or Greg Daniels? Like, have they ever asked you to do anything else? No? no okay. Never. No. <laughs> wow. And what happened, actually, there's a whole other story that goes with it. Oh my God, tell us. Yeah. So, so we do the theme and then they're like, we're going to re-record it. And I'm, and I'm like, perfect. This is, this is my thing, man. Like I'm an engineer and a mixer and I'm going to get some amazing musicians and we're going to go into a studio and we're going to cut this thing. This will be fantastic. Gabby's on the same boat. She's like, great, you know, let's, let's make it amazing. And, um, and then they're like, no, no, no. We have a guy who's going to do it. I was like, okay. So this guy, I honestly can't even remember his name. I don't remember his name. Calls me up. He's like, I'm going to do the, NBC's hired me to do the theme. So I'm going to do a takedown, which is, you know, charted out. Mm-hmm. We're going to get the musicians in. We're going to knock it out. We'll be in and out before the coffee cools in the cup. I'm like, okay. But the whole time I know enough about musicians and I know enough about, you know, uh, string players and uh, wind players and stuff that this is going to be very tricky to play because it's very fast. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we go to the studio, this guy books it, you know, and I actually offer to send the parts. I'm like, I'll send you the charts. No, got it. Okay. So we go into the studio 
and Greg Daniels is there and Michael Shore and some people from NBC and the guy who's conducting and the musicians are there. And it is a train wreck. <gasps> it's an absolute train wreck. So they start, they start trying to play it and the drums are like, everything is wrong. Oh no. Now the drums all off because the thing is, is it's what gives it that thing is that it is programmed. Yeah. Yes. You know, that's what gives it the feel that you know, once right. you get a live drummer trying to do that, it's just, mm. it just didn't work. So starting with the drums, it was a disaster. And they had fine, fine musicians. I, you know, yeah. the piano player was incredible. Like they asked me to play piano and I was like, no, I'm, I'm going to just watch what happens. <laughs> so we're like, um, I mean, I'm talking dozens and dozens of takes in. Mm. We oh are so God. far into this thing. And Greg Daniels and Michael Schur, they're looking at me. They're like, what is going on? you know, what are we going to do? And I'm yeah. just like, I can fix it. You know, uh, just let me fix it. I'll fix it. So we go through this whole recording session. Um, really, I was just like, wow, you know, kind of a rough vibe for the guy who, you know, was going to do a takedown and do it all. And, you know, right. before the, co before the coffee before the cools coffee in the cup, I was like, wow. Right. That works for the studio. And it's probably, yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. He was an independent contract or whatever, but, and, and also at this point, you know, like I've played on, you know, 10 years ago, I'd already worked on dozens and dozens and dozens of records in my life, you know? So, and as had Gabby, Gabby is very experienced and mm -hmm. incredibly talented musician. So I love her music too. Oh, she's fantastic. Yeah. That is um, so wild. Okay. So, so what we, so anyway, so we leave the session. I remember that the person who played the, I think she played the oboe or the mm -hmm. clarinet. She was the best. And okay. we got her to double the part really well. The strings, they were, I'm sure they were great. I don't know who the players were, but it just never came together. You know, the, but I mean, right. it's hard to do. Yeah. It's fast. Um, yeah. So, and on the first take too. Oh, you know. well, even on the yeah. 27th take. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyways, uh, they didn't know what they were in for. I don't think, unfortunately, and it, and it just didn't suit what it was, you know, and I, I always knew that, you know, I always felt like, and I'm sure Gabby did as well, that this, that what give this gives the thing, this charm is that it is all programmed and it's all fake. And it's, um, mm -hmm. it's not like the best sample libraries. Like it's the sound out of, it's like a logic instrument sound. And it's like actual Yamaha keyboard sounds mm. like they're not the best, you know? Right. That's what well, gives so it its, its attraction. So, so anyways, I took it away. They put me in a, like a studio. Did that session end like without anything solved? Essentially? Yeah, that session ended where we took our takes and we left. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's how okay. it ended. Okay. Yeah. And at that time, because, you know, I, I was so green at that time that, you know, you want to get your name on these contracts so you can get residuals. So I said no to playing piano. So, you know, I don't get a residual as being, as far as being a musician's concerned, because I didn't play on the session. Mm -hmm. I did play on the session, but I played on it as a work for hire composer. And it's a different thing. Anyways, I took it away. I remixed it from, from the headphones through some speakers. I think that there's, there's some real oboe or clarinet. I can't remember which instrument that, that I was able to tuck in underneath to give it a little bit of life. Yeah. And that was it. That's what you hear. It's so, our demo. So is that, so if you don't mind my asking, so does that mean that you are just like, you just had a flat fee kind of thing that they gave you and then you were That's like, I'm done works. with it. Okay. That's how it works. Yeah. 
Wow. That's, that's, yeah, yeah, they're work for hire gigs. Yep. So okay. Gabby and I got a fee to write a theme. Sure. And that was it. So do you play on any of your other scores now? <laughs> well, I, th this is the thing. I play pretty much everything on everything. When I do a show or even like, a, you know, if I do a, I've done some feature documentaries or whatever, I, because I'm a multi-instrumentalist, you know, sounds <laughs> fancy, but you know. No, I, just, I get it. Yeah. You have to be, I feel, if you're scoring. Yeah, so I, I literally usually play everything. Yeah. Well, yeah. and that's so Whether fascinating. it's programmed or played, you know. You know, obviously we own our writer share and we receive our writer's income, you know. Sure, sure. When it's played, played around the world. But anyways, okay. So, so enough of how, that. Okay. Please well, talk. I was going <laughs> to... Okay. You said you had videos, but you didn't have any sort of like tone for we the might show, have, right? You know, we might have. You know, I can't remember. I mean, it was literally, it was just... No, there was music on the picture. Oh, really? It had some music on it, but it was nothing like what we did. Okay. Mm. Yeah. I wonder if I have it. I still have the main session that we did somewhere. What? Wow. Oh, yeah, yeah. I still have it. Oh, I just, my. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, I mean, it's, it's basically what you hear. It's basically what you hear on TV. But if you listen to the tracking sessions, whew. Oh my God. I would love to be a fly in the wall in that session. <laughs> right. Uh, For a brief moment anyway. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you come to Los Angeles, um, let me know. Oh my God. That would be awesome. We will be. Okay. <laughs> because, I, I mean, I, I've never gone back and listened to it just because, you know, it is what it is. Oh, actually I did. I tell a lie. I had to go back and listen to it once because they had a thing about five years ago where they did a best TV themes ever night. And, and um, it was a big thing that they put on in a hall. Was it at USC? And basically they had a small orchestra, a 50 piece orchestra play TV themes. Oh my That's God. Awesome. So I had to go back into parks and rec and get it because they orchestrated, they fully orchestrated the theme and then a little orchestra played it. Was it good with the orchestra? It was pretty good. Yeah, okay, it was okay. that's pretty good. <laughs> Those yeah. are real like instruments. I wonder if they played it fast enough. They were they were real well. I mean, you know, there's definitely Yeah, they had some very good musicians there. Okay, good. Good, good, that's good. Awesome. That's so great. Yeah, I try to go back to LA uh once a year, but uh, I, oh, yeah? I just miss it so much, but I obviously couldn't go last year. So, uh I don't know if this year COVID, work isn't it brutal? But... How's things oh, in yeah. You guys are in Nashville? I'm in Nashville. Maddie's in Arizona. Yeah. Whereabouts in Arizona? Uh, Prescott, Arizona. Where's that? It's, it's like in the middle of Flagstaff and Phoenix. Up oh, in the okay. mountains. Yeah. Well, Maddie, right. did you have any other questions for Vincent? I, I did have a question because when you said that someone else was going to take over in the studio for you, I know, I don't know if Holly told you, but we're both musicians. Mm -hmm. and oh, really? we, yeah. So we, we actually met at Berkeley College of Music in Boston. Oh, really? Oh, amazing. Yeah. You know, all of my interns, well, I've had a few interns, not all of them. Two of them have been from Berkeley. Okay, cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Yeah. I was on that, ex what's it called? Experiential learning thing or whatever. Yeah. They have uh, internships where yeah. you, it's like Berkeley partners with composers That's right. yeah, and whoever yeah, yeah. in so LA. I've, I've got a couple of those. Yeah. Okay, cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So That's you really guys cool. met in Berkeley. Yes. Yes. Uh -huh. We actually, we lived together there and, um, I know Holly and I have both written music and I, we've both done studio sessions for our own music and I can't imagine putting someone else in charge of like my baby, oh, <laughs> like yeah. my music. So how was that walking in and having this guy with such like pride and, you know, gusto? Well, you know, I didn't, 
Um, I mean, I don't like, I'm not super precious about anything. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so, and of course that gets easier with age, but you know, I've done, you know, I've done so many different things, you know, I've been, you know, I've done things, um, you know, I've been told that what I've played is garbage, you know, I've been told <laughs> what I play is great. So it's like, eh, some things work, some things don't work. It's like, uh, you know, like if I'm trying to come up with harmonies and you're going fishing, you know, and like, it can just be like, ah, like squawking, <laughs> right. it doesn't matter to me. <laughs> so I wasn't, I'm, let me try and answer this. Problem. I remember thinking to myself basically, oh yeah, Mm-hmm. <laughs> you think you're we'll going to be out before the coffee cools. Okay. Because I knew, like I said earlier, I, I knew that even though it sounds, you know, very, I, I, I don't even know. It sounds pretty simple. Yeah, but it does. so cool. It's it's pretty fast, right? <laughs> yeah. And so when you get all of those uh, strings all doing it, but it's it's I knew it was going to be hard to do. I like yeah. what you said though about like a parade kind of thing because that <laughs> yeah. totally is what yeah, it, feels it was like, like a summer parade in the park. Yeah, well, did, and is that all you kind of had was the name of Parks and Rec? Did you have anything about what the show was either? I mean, obviously, we talked about remember. tone, but yeah. I can't remember. Gabby might remember. I mean, and I can't even remember this, the music that was in there. It was like, like it worked. They always put something that works, but it right. wasn't what we did. Yeah. And that's always well, thank God they ca- took that out. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that was never going to stick. So that was always the hard part, you know. Well, it is always the hard part. It's always mm-hmm. the same writing to picture. And it's like every composer, anybody who writes music will say the same thing. You know, once you get something and it's a blank screen and there's some images playing and you're just like, I do not know what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. I have no idea what I'm doing. Interesting. And uh, everybody says it. Like you you can watch master classes from Hans Zimmer to whoever. It doesn't matter how experienced they are. They all say the same. And I think that's... um, that's just the creative process, right? It's like, yeah. I know, I'm sure you guys know this too. It's like, I know that I've done a good job. Is if, if I've thought that I'm great and that I'm terrible about five times, then I know that it's probably going to be okay. Right, right. Man, this is great. This is really good. Oh God, this is terrible. <laughs> you know, and then it's like, okay, this is working. This is really good. This sucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, this is pretty good. Okay, I should just quit. (laughs) You know? Every artist has that. It's always the same. So, did I answer that question? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, well, it just sounds like he's arrogant. (laughs) He was totally arrogant. I mean, when he he played guitar in the session, and when he played guitar, because he was out in the control room, he turned his back to the studio like this and played the guitar. He wouldn't even look. Yeah, he wouldn't even look at us. Dang, Atlanta! Why? Who do these people think they are? You know what? I couldn't tell you the guy's name. I don't know who he is. Well, not worth it. (laughs) And I know he did send me a message afterwards. You know, saying, "Oh, it was so great." You know, congratulations on the show because the Mm. show aired and got picked up and did well. Yeah, right. Get out of here. I don't even think I responded. (laughs) Yeah, right. Did you Did you see the charts he wrote? Did they like look accurate? Uh, no, there were some th- things that were wrong. Yeah. You know, just like silly things. Um, uh, uh, 
um, I can't remember what, but there was like a couple of weird little flubby things. Yeah. yeah. It's not that different. What do you guys play or do you sing? Both. Did you guys yeah. actually learn how to play the theme? No, uh, we haven't I even have, tried. I have, I've, I've tried. I'm a violinist. That's my primary oh. instrument. So I have definitely played over the theme song before. Um, and I went through a huge phase where I was trying to play literally like I would sit there and watch Pirates of the Caribbean and try to play over <laughs> oh, yeah, the yeah. score. Um, yeah. But yeah, like when you were talking about how keeping the strings together, like this, like getting violins, like you can be a good musician, but if it's fast and it's hard, it's like having everybody sound like they're playing oh, yeah. at the same time. Oh my gosh. That's why I love Harry Potter theme oh, yeah. so much because it's so fast and it's so many strings and it's like so i understand how they weren't able to get it because oh, yeah. it's, it's and a, hard and, oh yeah and the and a conductor plays a huge part oh yeah like, you know when you're playing when you're playing with a conductor a conductor actually has to conduct ahead mm-hmm. right mm. so if you're playing like you know if you're like, like if i'm accompanying like for instance playing with sarah like i can't watch a conductor because a conductor is ahead of where I am, so the orchestra can be pulled up and be in time. Mm-hmm. And then it depends on your first chair, you know, who's leading, you know, the sections. So there's there's a whole lot there's a whole lot going on. But I mean, there's definitely well, that's why all these film scores get made in LA because the musicians are insane. Right. right. They they put they pull it off. Yeah, that was and my you know. dream for like half a second. Oh, really? It's like yeah, because well, I still did could a- be. Yeah, I did some film scoring like work in um, not as a, the film scorer, but playing in film scoring sessions in oh. college. Oh, and cool. I was like, this is like one of the coolest things ever, because then you get to watch the scenes back. And it's yeah. like, it's a it's a cool experience. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. How, um, how, I was going to ask, how long did it take for you to come uh, for you to submit those orchestrations? Uh, or I guess my question is, how long did it take for you to see the actual airing of the show or like once that remix was done? I think it thing? was like a few months. OK, OK. It wasn't that wasn't that long. And then I was actually kind of excited to watch the pilot, like the day of the pilots coming up. I was at my friend's house because I was still homeless. I was living with a different friend. And he's having a barbecue and he's got some like some other friend who's over there who will not stop talking. And I'm like, could you just please? <laughs> so the pilot airs. I couldn't hear it. No, the pilot. Aired, my moment. <laughs> the pilot aired. And I just remember being in the kitchen. I'm like, I give up. I'm not even going to watch because they wouldn't stop talking. Oh, mm. my gosh. That is so funny. That's so though. frustrating. <laughs> He's like, this is my one time. <laughs> like, this is my jam. Oh, did you ever get to talk to anybody from the show at all besides those um, guys? You know, I met Amy once at a okay. party. Uh, but, you know, again, I was so green to the mm. whole thing that I didn't even attempt to do it. Like, it wasn't even in my radar yeah. that, you know, maybe you could get some more work. Maybe you could do the music in the show. Like, I just didn't even consider it. Right. You know, I right, just right. kind of, I just did that. And then I was off, I, you know, I was still working on records and doing sessions and touring and I was still doing my own thing. I, I still hadn't considered trying to pursue it really. Right, mm-hmm. right, right, right. And are you, is that something that you are still doing or something that you miss being with the band and touring? No, I don't <laughs> miss it. <laughs> okay. okay. No, I mean, you know, I, I worked as with Sarah McLaughlin for many, many years. Yes. And, I love wow. that you did that. Yeah. That's yeah. So, so, awesome. so 
so I've been, I guess, you know, her MD for many, many years. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so I did all the little affairs with her. Oh, amazing. You know, played with, I mean, it, yeah, it's insane. I mean, I've played piano for Judy Collins, you know, I've, that's, I've, I've jammed awesome. with Bonnie Raitt. That's like insane, you know? Yeah. I yeah. had so many great experiences with that. And Sarah is just, man, she's just one of the best, Ugh. one of the best ever. Well, and she's, that all ties incredible. back to Parks and Rec because Amy Poehler's character, Leslie, listens to Sarah McLaughlin to right. get like pumped up. Hype up, yeah. hype up music. <laughs> Which is like every, the audience is like, what, why? <laughs> because and I don't even, you know, I mean, nobody would even make that connection, you know, like right. Amy mm-hmm. wouldn't know that I worked with Sarah because I wouldn't, te- you know, I wouldn't meet her and say, hey, I work with, you know. Sure, 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 sure. I just yeah. wouldn't do that. That's so right. wild, though. Well, so well, was there like a time in your life or in your career when you said, okay, I want to focus on scores now and not so much with the band? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, the band was over for me, you know, like in the 90s. I yeah. mean, you know, I quit playing in a band in the 90s. I remember I quit playing in a band. I'm like, I am never doing this again in my life. I am never joining another band and I've never joined another band. Mm. Was there so. something that sparked that? Yeah, it's called, you know, uh, argumentative young men. Yep. Okay, yep. fair. That's all I needed yep. to hear. Fair point. <laughs> you know, we'll just leave it at that. Gotcha. You, know, you, put, you put a bunch of young men together in a bus and fill it with, you know, uh, over-exuberant, you know, egos, ideas, you know, you mix in some drinking, you mix in a lot of sleepless nights, and, you know, it's... Not a great recipe. It can be crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Were you writing a lot as well with that band, like lyrically and musically? No. Okay. No, no, no. Uh Uh-uh. Not lyrically, really. But, you know, we all worked on the music together. They had the main songwriters, as usually goes in a band. Somebody brings in a song, you know, formed to whatever level, and everybody chips in. And, you know, you try and be a band. Sure. Sure, sure, sure. Um, Do you still talk to those guys? I haven't, not for not wanting to, it's just, you just drift apart, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, bumped into, I, I was actually in Toronto. I was at, there's a producer, Mark Howard, um, who I worked on some records with, who had worked with Bob, D- um, worked with Daniel Amwa for years. Anyways, I was in Toronto a few years ago, helping him. He had cancer and he was doing a benefit for mm. um, a cancer society up there in Toronto. So I flew up to help MD the band. And I was walking down Queen Street and literally the bass player, one of the main singers from the Grapes of Wrath, came out of a Don't Air shop or something and bumped into me. And I'm like, Tom? <laughs> what? And he didn't know. Oh, yeah. And I literally hadn't seen this guy in 15 years, probably. And wow, I literally random. bumped into him. Yeah, totally random, right? And he didn't recognize me at first because I think the last time he saw, he saw me, I might have had hair. I mean, it's been a long time. He's like, who is this person? <laughs> so, you know, those guys, yeah, I just, you know, I don't know what they're doing. They're, yeah. they're, they're still doing some music. They've made some records and, you know, I've, it was a great, you know, looking back, there was a lot of great experiences and, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, totally. how to make records with those guys. That's crazy. Well, yeah. so I also saw that you played on the Tonight Show with a few people. Can I ask about that and who you played with on that? Well, I've done all of those shows over the, over time. I mean, you know, I've done, e- you know, every show with Sarah for sure. Okay. And then, okay. you know, and then shows with Alanis. Okay. I played nice. with Alanis Morissette, was in her band. Um, but if Sarah and Alanis asked you to crazy. play something or go on tour with them, would you say no? Um, well, Alanis 
you know, um, like I was, I have another friend here. His name is Mike Farrell. He's a keyboard player and an MD and a super talented guy. And he now plays with Alanis. So oh, okay. Alanis won't be asking me. To, they've asked me to sub and I've yeah. done that occasionally, but I have a seven-year-old daughter and mm -hmm. I'm very busy or I have been very busy scoring sure. and I prefer to just do that. Yeah. So, well, yeah. And you're so the, good. The, so. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so if, if Sarah, I mean, I would do whatever I can to do anything with Sarah because she's like family to me. Oh, that's like, great. Like the last time she went on tour, we did, I took my 13 year old son while well, he was 11 then, I guess. And we did two weeks uh, with uh, a symphony orchestra at a different symphony each time. And we did a tour. Wow. Group, and that was amazing. Mm. So we're, you know, and I had my son, so I would definitely do that again. I but when it. my daughter was born, which was about seven years ago, would be my last tour that I ever did. And I, I tried to do it with Sarah and I just, I couldn't do it. Yeah, it it's hard. hard. Yeah. And so that's, I got, had my friend, Michael, the keyboard player who I was talking about, he came and filled in and, and finished up that tour. And then I just, I haven't done it since. So. Okay. Okay. Well, what are you working now? What can we like tell people well, to look just, out for? I, well, I just started doing, um, you know, a four season of Gronish. I just started. Okay. Um, and then there's going to be another season of F is for family coming up. Love that. Nice. Right? Yeah. And then, you know, I did, I did another, I did another Kenya Barris show, Rashida Jones, you know, hashtag black AF. Yes, 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 mm. yes. Yeah. So I'm not sure if there's going to be a, another... What a little world you're building here. I know. Rashida yeah. is in Parks and Rec. <laughs> I know. And you know what? I don't think she, I, she would never put those two together because, you know, I'm so down the line with Well, she might. Her dad is Quincy. So maybe she listens to the music. I don't know. <laughs> she would probably listen to it with the... Yeah, the music's probably more important to Kenya, but I mean, fair, who fair. knows? She could say, you know, they could listen to it and say it sounds like TV music. I don't know. How is it working <laughs> with Kenya? I'm so uh, fascinated Kenya. by her. Kenya? Ken or him, sorry, him. Him, yeah, him. yeah, yeah. I've listened to um, uh, the podcast, yes. Him. <laughs> him. <laughs> you know how I met Kenya was I got a call. Do you want me to be long-winded with this? Here's your time up. No, mine time's not up. Oh. So I got a call from a friend who is a music editor who works with me on F is for Family. And his wife uh, is, a, is an editor. Well, she's a producer as well. Super talented woman, um, Jamie Nelson. Mm -hmm. And she was Kenya's right-hand person okay. as far as putting these shows together. And it was they were starting Gronish. And... I guess when I went in to meet him, he was talking about a movie submarine. Do you okay. know this movie submarine? No. Oh, no. You got to watch it. It's a Richard Iowati film. You know who Richard Iowati is? I'm write that down. No. Oh, you got to get some Richard Iowati in your life. Okay. You ever watch? You ever watch the? You ever watch the Mighty Boosh? No. Oh, okay. So Richard <laughs> Iowati has a series called. Richard Iowati has a series called Travel Man. Okay, Travel Man. Anyways, okay. the movie's called Submarine. Anyways, got it. So Kenya. I don't know. Kenya is a very smart, very smart, creative person, obviously, as you can tell. I, I, can't, I don't claim to know the man very well. It's just the moments that I've spent with him. He, he knows what's going on. You know, he knows what he wants. Mm -hmm. So he had, he had thought for Gronish, he, what they, I got this call and they asked, do you have any indie, indie film music score? Mm. Um, which was, you know, well, indie film music. Yeah. You know, like uh, light strings and quirky stuff. And, sure. and I and I just happened to, you know, because I like to do that stuff. 
And so I sent um, a whole bunch of cues over to Jamie. I was like, well, when do you need it? She's like, like now. <laughs> that, that's how it goes here, by the way. They want it now. So I sent it over to her like late afternoon. It was like six o'clock the same night. I get this call from her. She goes, Kenya wants to hire you. <gasps> Dang. I want you to do the show. And that was it. That is Next so day fun. I went down and met him. He was so nice. He was like, I love your music. They had, they had my temp put in the show. It fit perfectly. There was another guy, um, Michael. God, why do I forget his last name now? We call him baby boy. <laughs> and he does, um, he had been hired and he writes trap music. Okay, sure. You know, that, so that kind of yeah. uh, downbeat trap stuff that's in the show uh -huh. he had been doing. It's very electronic, yeah. Yeah, I guess. But Kenya didn't see it as a full score to carry the whole show. And he, I think he was totally right. It works great. So mm -hmm. I, I really like Kenya. And then, you know, when it, um, I got a call from another mutual friend, Gabe Hilfer, who's a music supervisor, super talented guy. And uh, I'm just lucky when I get these calls because there's so many talented people in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. And all of these people have the, I mean, they've got the pick of them all. You know, yeah. like there's so, you know, so I'm always grateful when it works out, you know. I was just going to ask, do you feel like you've made connections that have led to more opportunities? Are you in your closet, by the way? I am. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> That's awesome. It's, it's, I don't have a studio set up in my house yet, so I'm using my jackets and my sweatshirts. <laughs> Look, we got to do what we got to do over here. Okay. I, yeah. I was like, are you hiding from your kids or something? <laughs> <laughs> you're like the stack of the stack of easter eggs is like just over the shoulder so you can eat them before easter right Sunday. yeah yeah totally <laughs> that's where my wife kids i know all my wife's hiding places now and they're generally in her closet yeah, yeah. like with the halloween candy or something oh yeah yeah right. she actually forgot the other day where the like the gummies were you know i'm like i know where those are <laughs> <laughs> so sorry what was the question again <laughs> um i was just wondering oh, if you feel like connections yeah I think now, you know, some, but because I didn't, I didn't start off in this um, business. Mm -hmm. So I don't have a lifetime of it. You know, I started off right. in the mute, in the music and record business and all my connections and all through my life up until, you know, in my thirties, we're all in that business and that business just kind of went away. Mm -hmm. So this was like, you know, starting from scratch. Mm -hmm. um, was that tough? Yeah, still is tough for sure. Mm. You know, I mean, I rely on my agent, Patty, who I, who I really love. You know, she sends things my way and you just, you know, you're always sending submissions out for things, you know, if, if there's interest and you generally don't get a reply and you just, you know, hope something clicks with somebody, <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah, totally. Do you have to be a part of a union as a composer? Well, I'm a part <laughs> of the musician's union. Oh, okay. Because, because I play, but you don't have to be a part of a union to be a composer. No. Okay. okay gotcha. No, no. Because they're all, they're all work for hire. So, That's but since enough. I play on sessions and stuff, you know, I've been a union member forever. Gotcha. What's, and was Grapes of Wrath like your first intro to like mixing and engineering studio yeah. work or? Okay. Yeah. Got it. I mean, you know, when I was a kid. I had a band with somebody and I was the singer and we had four tracks and we made recordings and all that stuff. Okay. You know, okay. I, mean, I was always obsessed with music. I mean, it was like, mm. I always say like my uncle, my uncle Alan, who's about four years older than me or something. Um, Cause I was born in England. Okay. 
and he was in England. So, so it was like, you know, when I heard Ziggy Stardust and the spiders from Mars, mm. that was like it for me. Like, I still remember buying that on cassette. Wow. You know, so I was, I was always, and I was young. I was like, I would have been, I don't know, 10 or something. Gotcha. Okay. So uh-huh. how did you like meet the Grapes of Wrath fellows? Through an ad in the paper. No way. Wow. Yeah. Just random. The Georgia Strait, which would be the same as like the, I don't know, the Recycler or Music Connection or whatever. And this was in Canada? This was in Vancouver. Yeah. Okay. 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 And we just hit it off. You know, it's like anybody, you know, per, you know, if you're personable and get, I mean, I get along with most people anyway. So yeah, mm-hmm. I can find some common ground. We had common ground. We love the same music and, and it just kind of fit. So, so what do you guys do for music then? What kind of music do you do? Do you guys, are you guys like singer songwriters then? I'll let Maddie answer first. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. Song or sing writers? Uh, <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> um, so primarily through my life, I've been in like symphonies and orchestras and whatnot. And when I got to Berkeley, I was like, I really like singing. And I sang mostly like folk and jazz. Oh, and yeah. so I, I did some singer songwriter stuff, uh, released an album while I was at school there. Um, and yeah, I'm still writing music, not as much as I would like to be, but um, I'm doing that and I'm, I'm teaching violin right now. And, and she's not, an amazing not an music orchestra. therapist. She's oh, in really? music therapy. That is and my, she's amazing. Yeah. Oh, Thank well, that's you. awesome. Yeah, yeah I, it's very I, interesting. Um, actually, my, my friend Jay, Jay, who was my first assistant from Berkeley here, his wife is a music therapist. Okay. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's a growing profession for sure. That's great. Yeah. It's amazing. I have no yeah. idea what it is you do, but the sound, of music and, <laughs> the sound of music and therapy, they sound like they should live together. Yeah, yeah. it's its fascinating to me, and I, I work primarily with kids with autism. That's kind of Ooh, my that's specialty. Gotta a, that's got to be a challenge. Yeah, I but I love them, and like it's been so cool to learn what happens in the brain when music is used and oh, yeah. how, how we can like manipulate the brain with music, and because music is the only thing we do is as humans that lights up the entire brain at the same time. Oh really? So, That's amazing. Right. So it's, it's cool to be able to use it as a, as a healing tool. That's incredible. I know well, my right. wife, my wife's a math and science teacher. So my seven year old daughter is like, you know, every, que- every answer leads to another question. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yep. mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We have the same kind of like feel, I guess. I do country. Uh, that's why I'm in Nashville. A lot of folksy kind of stuff. So what kind of country? Um, like real country? Say, yes, not uh, the bro country, as I guess okay. we could say. Yes. Sorry. Um, but bro no, my, <laughs> my biggest influences are like Fleetwood Mac. Um, oh, yeah. And um, I mean, I also like incorporate pop too. I'm weary to say pop country, but that is definitely, you know, what happens. And then, you know, Tom Petty and uh, Death Cab for Cutie are probably my top two people. And oh, really? <laughs> oh, yeah. But yeah, we played a Fleetwood Mac song in college and Maddie played the violin on it. And Which it was one? Awesome. Uh, Songbird. Oh, yeah. We love I got to sp- I got to spend times. the night with, uh, with um, Stevie Nicks. <gasps> what? Yeah, it was really, it was pretty, quite something. Well, because you, you know, I spend the night. <laughs> I mean, you know, an evening, an evening. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know if you say that again. God, could you imagine? Oh, yeah. This is a weird thing to be sharing. It is. An evening. Was it a long time ago or recently or what? Yeah. It's so funny. <laughs> Did you play with her? No. 
Okay. I did not play with her, nor That's did so I cool, spend though. the night with her. This is euphemistically <laughs> speaking. <laughs> um, so my friend Martine, we scored up all night together. Okay. The show um, up all night for NBC. Yeah. And um, this was many years ago, and she sang in the show. Oh my god! Yeah, and so she was at she was at the studio, which we, at that time we were working at Martine's house, and um, you know we spent the evening afterwards sitting on the couch and having some food, and her regaling us with stories. It was it was pretty cool. That's wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that up all night didn't get picked up, right? It did a season and a half. That's right. Okay. I know. Yeah. I remember it. I, I that was quite a while ago. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I, I'd like to hear your guys' music. Okay, we'll send it to you. I'll email it to you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That'd you be awesome. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I'm thinking about Nashville. Do you know? Um, do you know Butterfly Boucher? No. Have you heard her name? No. I guess there's a lot of people live in Nashville, huh? Oh my! There's so many people. Every time I say I'm in Nashville, somebody asks me if I know somebody, and I'm like, nope. Do you, do you know Zoe Sky Jordan? Zoe Jordan. That name sounds really familiar, but I'm not familiar. Um, do you know Jeff Trot? Nope. Jeff Trot. Jeff Trot. Right? All these people. Jeff, Jeff Trot like has co-written all of Cheryl Crow's biggest songs. Oh. Wow. He moved to Nashville from here a few years back. I'm sure Nashville people listening to this are like, "How do you not know that person?" <laughs> a lot right. of, yeah. Um, there's a lot of people that live um, in Nashville. Oh, yeah. Tons of writers, oh, tons sorry. of composers. Obviously. A lot of people who've moved there from here. Oh, yeah. That was me. Yeah. I mean, I was in L.A. for a, a long time and then moved Where here. Where are you from? Uh, well, I'm from Virginia, but then after college, I went to um, L.A., lived there for about fi almost five years, and then oh, wow. moved here to because I was doing acting out there, and then music kept coming up, and I was like, I should probably follow the first love, and then so I moved here because I knew people that could help me with my record, which, by the way, the person who did our theme song, his name is Sean Trainer, and he says hi. He's a big fan oh, as well. Yes. Nice. <laughs> you know what? I went to listen to your podcast, and why couldn't I listen to Oh, because it's on Apple. You know, wait, it's free though. Is it? Yeah, it's free. Mm -hmm. You know, this is really embarrassing. I'll send you a I link. Oh, but okay. I, sure, I just searched Parks and Rec when I was looking on podcasts. Mm, yeah, uh, we're not famous it, enough yet. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't track that. So I wasn't about to subscribe to another. But now I found it. I should have done some due diligence. We should do this all again next week after <laughs> I listen. Dude, I am so there. I didn't, I didn't realize that you had a theme song. Yes. Yeah. And uh, he oh. took it very similarly from, you know, you and Gabby. Oh, really? Yeah. And it's, it's really cool. So you'll have to listen and tell us what you think. <laughs> I will. Yeah. So yeah. you haven't made it to little Sebastian yet. No. no. Wait, what were you thinking? Are you what? Do you want to no, be nothing. a da, 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 little Sebastian? Oh, okay. I just, I love that one, right? <laughs> it's so good. Um, Karate, so good. Oh, well, do you know, um, Mark Rivers at all? Do you know that name? I know the name. Didn't he do some music on it? He did all of Andy's band songs. So he wrote Bye Bye oh. Lil Sebastian. Um, Chris right. Pratt did some of them, like just yeah. randomly, like messing around. Yeah, I would have loved to have done that stuff. I know. Yeah. Well, That's hopefully be, you can be friends. I just never ever occurred to me to even ask. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm no, standing there with Jeff Daniels. I never even thought to say, hey, you know, I can write more music. Greg Daniels, Vincent. His name is Greg Daniels, not Greg Jeff. Daniels. What did I call him, <laughs> Jeff? <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, this, this one is the worst. Like I said earlier, like I got an email from one of the producers on the show that said, you know, I, we'd lo I love that theme. I want you to write a theme for my new show. 
but I literally hadn't checked my email for it was at least over two. It was at least two years. Yeah. Could have well, been more. Well, so and, now and you finally, don't do that, right? <laughs> no, well, I still do do it. Not to two years. Okay. okay. It can be weeks or months sometimes, but I just, I mean, I just like my agent had me do a new website a few years ago and I literally have not updated it since I did it. I like your website. That's how I oh, found thanks. a lot of it. I'm uncomfortable with that stuff. No, I get it. A lot of musicians are like the promotion and all that mess, but it's just, just think of it as your resume. That's all it is. <laughs> I guess. I'm yeah. so bad at it. It's terrible. Well, so do you watch the show? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Who do you think that you resonate the most with character wise? Oh, I don't know. I mean, Ron Swanson was a classic. They're okay. also classic. So okay. Andy was a classic. Because the reason I asked that is because I think that's going to be a new thing that I do with every guest because um, I'm the Leslie of it and Maddie is such an Anne and we both carry oh. qualities of both of them. But, right. uh, but so I really want to know what everyone else resonates with. <laughs> I also loved, um, oh God, what was his name? John Ralphio. Oh, love oh Ben gosh, Schwartz. So, <laughs> so ridiculous. Yes. He sings everything. That's so good. Oh my God. No, I was talking to my wife the other day. We got to watch it again. There's just so many funny things. What was the one Andy was like trying to hammer, put a nail in the wall and he like <laughs> puts <laughs> the hammer through, through. Yeah, he smashes himself in the head, right? And then doesn't he put it through the wall? Yeah, yep. he's trying to hang his gold record. <laughs> that's right. Was that part of the Johnny Karate one? Mm -mm. No, I think that's for um, Catch. Is it Catch Your Dreams? Is that what the gold record is for? Or was it for Bye Bye Lil Sebastian? even know truthfully it was it was just for the mouse rat gold record it oh, was okay. like over a hundred yeah, copies sold or whatever Pawnee <laughs> or something <laughs> right no, yeah starting to open things back <laughs> up Vincent at all in LA like how's it going over there with COVID I mean it doesn't feel like it ever shut I mean it sh it shut down on the you know you couldn't go there was no restaurants and stuff sure. and the gyms were closed but um, I mean you know if I would go out or take a walk you know I mean the the basketball courts and the courts have been full of unmasked people since the beginning mm. so wow. you know there was a brief moment where it seemed to but i don't know what the numbers are doing here now are they going back up again i give california was doing no it seems like there's a there's definitely a decrease like nationwide with the vaccines coming out so i think that we're we're in the we're, we're on the up and up or down and down i guess i should say <laughs> yeah yeah i mean it's like you know I'm going to go back up to Canada in a bit, but Canada's not, I mean, they're way behind the U S in vaccinations. Mm, well, mm -hmm. did it not spread as much there though? Like they took it more seriously, it didn't right? Oh, they took it. Oh yeah. And it's hard getting in, you know, you have to be a Canadian citizen to get in and then you have to quarantine. You have to get a negative test before you go. You have to land and go into quarantine until you get the results of a test. There's a lot of things, but, um, do you ever well, think about moving back there or did you think about it during the, the midst of all this? All the time. Yeah. Really? Yeah. But um, it's, Vancouver is, uh, is too expensive. Mm. It's very expensive now. And my work is down here. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Um, there's a lot of, I mean, Canada is a great country. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but the U.S. is an amazing country as well. Yeah. You know? I mean, yeah. Do you have to go in, like, were you going into studios and things before or do you primarily do everything in your studio like well now i mean we used to go as you know as far as working on shows like the spotting sessions we used to do it in you know in person every yeah. week or whatever so like last year before the pandemic i there was a point i was doing four shows i did a show called 
We Are the Champions, which was on Netflix, which is great, by the way. Wait, that's the one with Mindy Kaling, right? No. Oh, no. maybe that one's just called Champions. That's called Champions, mm-hmm. which I actually was. I actually submitted for that theme and went and met those guys. Those people were great. Oh, awesome. I, I didn't get it. So, you know, awesome. But, still. but, but yeah. <laughs> it's one of those things. It's like you have to convince yourself that like just meeting people is oh, like great. a good thing. <laughs> oh, it's an amazing thing for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. So, no, I did a Netflix documentary series. It's called We Are the Champions. Okay. And it's, a, it's about strange competitive events. Like the first episode is about a cheese rolling competition in England where they chase oh a gosh. brick of cheese down Cooper's Hill. It's amazing. There's frog, there's frog jumping, there's dog dancing, there's hair dressing. You guys should check it out. Okay, oh my I'll gosh, I want to do that. Yeah, it's That's really good. Cool. So it's called We Are the Champions. So I was doing that. Um, Black AF, F is for family, and Gronish. And they wow. all came together at the same time, amazing. which was crazy. Busy. So I, yeah, super busy. And then COVID hit. And I was finishing up one of them because a couple naturally stopped. And then we had like, you know, this month off or six weeks, you know, or two weeks to stop the spread, you know, that nonsense. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, this is great having a break. And then a break went into another month and another month and another month and another month. And then the shows aren't coming back and we can't shoot. And you're just like, oh, my God. And it was like eight months or something, nine months, with no production. So, wow. Um. But now you're getting back into like, it? Yeah, now they've started shooting again. But I did some other interesting things. Like I worked on a Jerry Cantrell record, which was interesting, mm, you know, from okay. Alice in Chains. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really. Well, that's a far different thing than what you were different. doing. <laughs> My just, you know, but that's like doing sessions as a keyboard player. Yeah. You know, yeah. We, Playing all kinds we did of stuff. El- we actually did an Elton John cover together. I arranged <gasps> some strings. And, um, Fun. And he is... Not that I'm surprised, but just the nicest guy. Right. Super talented, you know? Yeah. Well, did great. you have any inspirations like that makes your music what it is? Like, well, who are your people that you were like, I want to sound like them, you know, when you were younger? Oh, well, it's stuff that probably I don't, you don't, well, maybe you would catch it from it. I mean, I was obsessed with David Bowie. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So anything that went from David Bowie, like whether it be uh, Mott the Hoople you know, uh-huh. Lou Reed, Transformer era, Lou Reed. And then, of course, the Beatles, John Lennon, because he worked any anything that touched David Bowie or came into contact with. You were into I was it. into it. And so, <laughs> nice. you know, a lot of his stuff was like some, you know, there's a lot of old, like Anthony Newley and old school British show tunes. And, you know, you would always hear lots of, you know, like these kind of changes, um, which you can hear in Parks and Rec, you know. <laughs> Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. You know, all those kind of changes are going, you know. Totally. You know, thirds going major to minor, jumping out of keys. I mean, you definitely hear that, you know, all through Bowie's music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those kind of odd changes are probably, well, they're not even odd, really, but that sound is probably in my DNA. I like that a lot. Okay, cool. I was always into I mean, I, you know, I, of course, I love film composers you know I was which always, ones um well you know i was always a huge fan of um uh, bernard herman you know he did psycho what do you do oh, mm-hmm. oh, oh yeah, yeah. hello Hitchcock films yeah amazing yeah like just just the strangest most amazing stuff yeah um 
you know, and then of course, you know, John Williams was incredible. Of course. Like he just like the master, un- unbeatable. I can't remember his name now, but the guy who did Amelie. Oh yeah. I'm very familiar. Um, I don't know that dude. I mean, I'm familiar with the movie. <laughs> yeah. He's just, just, just incredible. Um, you know, uh, Desplat, amazing. Yes. Mark, Mark Mothersbaugh, amazing. Dan, Danny Elfman, like just mm-hmm. forget it, you know, and all their early stuff, just incredible. Okay. My brother told me about this and I didn't know this until like literally two months ago when he told me that Danny Elfman, who like, I love too, and my brother loves him, but he says that he doesn't know how to read or write music. Did you know that? Yeah, I don't so believe he, that. He, it, like, apparently, he'll go in and he has somebody who transcribes it for him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm sure he can read. And I'm, pre- I'm pretty, you know what? I'm pretty sure that Danny can score. Yeah. I'm, I'm on, yeah, because, you know, he did. Have you heard of Masterclass? Mm-hmm, yeah. No. Yeah, Wait, so Masterclass, I mean, that app thing? Oh, the app. Yeah, yeah I've heard of yeah, the yeah, app, yeah. yeah. So I've been subscribed to Masterclass since it came out years back. I thought it was amazing. And Danny Elfman does one. Mm. But I'm pretty sure he can write. I'm pretty sure that he can he could actually old school score. But he does. He has an orchestrator. I think it's Steve Bartek that he's okay. used forever. But, you know, all of these guys, well, now it's so different because you can input it into a computer. Mm. Right. But, you know, some of this orchestration and stuff, I mean, it's a whole other world unto itself. So, you know, I, th- I think um, – you know, so they, they get there and it's just such a huge task. Right. You get these huge films and the deadlines and the pressure that are on them and the millions of dollars that they're spending to do these things, you know, mm-hmm. you know, recording 60 P like it's got, you know, it's nuts. insane. It's nuts. Yeah. Wow. So I, so anyways, I don't think that that's probably like true. all true. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, wonder, true. I wonder if it was just like towards the beginning of his career, because when my Maybe brother found it, yeah, when my brother found this out, it was when he started watching the old animated Batman that Danny oh, yeah. wrote for. Right, right, so right. I wonder if it was just like early 90s, well, Danny you know, was I, still figuring it out. Well, you know what really turned me on to Danny Elfman was I, I used to watch Oingo Boingo. I mean, <laughs> Saturday Night Videos. I mean, like I was, you know, I'm going to totally date myself, but it was like 1983, <laughs> 1984 when I'd be watching Saturday night videos, you know, in my girlfriend's basement in Delta, you know, <laughs> in a suburb outside Vancouver and Boingo Boingo came on. I was like, who is this? Yeah. And it was Danny Elfman. So, you know, that's where I first heard about him and started paying attention and his Pee Wee Herman stuff. And wow. so many great music people who were, you know, who've crossed over and gotten into composing mm-hmm. lately, you know, and lots of women, you know, lots of great female composers, you know, Hilda, you know, who my agent actually represents, does amazing work. And mm. what, so, where, what has she done? I don't, I don't know if I'm familiar with her. Uh, the Joker. Oh, yeah. Chernobyl. Yeah. Didn't she oh, win? Um, so good. She, she won did. something. I think she won an Oscar. I Didn't think she, she won for Globe? Joker. No, I think yeah. she won for Joker and she was like the first female. Probably. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. Oh, so cool. Yeah, yeah. Oh. That was good music. That that movie made me feel things. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Oh man. Well, Vincent, thank you so much for doing yeah, we this. It. We of are course. so so honored to have you. And oh, it's my pleasure. I'm sorry it took so long to reply. Hopefully you got something you can use there. Oh, I got so oh, yeah. much. Okay. And we will keep you posted about Lil Sebastian if you want to send us any voice memos about your feelings oh, yeah. about that show. <laughs> oh, Lil Sebastian, and I'm going to start listening to your podcast now that I 
found it. It's so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for giving us You're your welcome, time. You're welcome, guys. And you guys have you Send have me some an music. Oh, yeah, I will. Yes. I'll email All you right. everything. And thank you so much again. You're welcome. Bye. Thank you. See you later. Bye. Bye. Have a good night. You too. You too. <sighs> well, guys, that was it. I still am reeling over the fact that Maddie and I got to talk to him and he was super amazing. Um, yeah. Uh, so thanks for listening. If you have any questions that we didn't answer, maybe we can, uh, you know, ask him after the fact if you want to message me any thoughts or questions but uh go follow him on instagram and watch all of his other shows he's got grownish coming out uh f is for family all the other ones that he talked about uh go to his website check out all of his stuff he also worked on we didn't talk about it but he also works on transparent as well that amazon prime show uh so so yeah thank you vincent uh we are such huge fans and um hope you stick around uh you know, for some more episodes later on. But uh, again, thank you. And we'll see you next week, everybody. Don't forget to like, subscribe and all that mess. Thank you. Bye. There's a park and some pals and there's also therapy too.